Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, January 11th, 2019, and on today's report, I will be talking about the southern border of the United States. What, if anything, should be done about it, to build or not to build the wall? That is the question, but not the only question. Tuesday night, the president gave a primetime address from the Oval Office to make his rhetorical case for why the United States should build a wall on its southern border. He said that, quote, this is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve, end quote. Well, who could argue with that statement? It is certainly a matter of right and wrong, but that doesn't answer the question. Is it the right thing or the wrong thing? to build a wall. Asking a different way, the question could be, is it right or wrong to allow foreign aliens unrestricted access to this country at the expense of American citizens? And if not, then what should be done about it? Is there a solution without a wall? The president mentioned that the problems he talked about tend to affect African Americans and Hispanic Americans disproportionately. In other words, These people are hurt the worst by the problems associated with illegal immigration. Ironically, these are some of the most fervent opponents to his agenda. He mentioned dangerous drugs in particular, as he described it. Vast quantities of drugs, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl are killing our citizens at the rate of 300 per week for fentanyl alone. Since the legal market for these drugs has almost dried up, meaning Few prescriptions are being legally written. The vast majority come across the southern border illegally. He talked a great deal about crime, gave several statistics regarding arrests for serious violent felonies. He mentioned that thousands of Americans have been killed by those illegally in our country. Crime by illegals is one area that I have problems understanding. I understand the crimes, but I don't understand why we put up with them. Why would we intentionally allow foreign criminals to run loose in our country victimizing American citizens unless we are intentionally doing it for some sinister reason? Let me bring just three recent cases into focus so we can see the faces and know something about the lives of three recent victims of the Democrat Party's open border sanctuary state policies. The first two we could call a tale of two Gustavos, since they both have the same first name. The first, Gustavo Garcia, had a criminal record going back several years with everything from illegal weapons to drug trafficking. He was deported in 2004, again in 2014. He was recently arrested and ICE put a hold on him as a dangerous criminal alien. California said no. We're a sanctuary state, so they turned him loose. A few days later, he shot a farm worker in the chest, robbed a mini mart of $2,000, shot and killed a man and wounded a woman in the parking lot of a Motel 6, shot at a gas station attendant, killing one, fired into several homes, stole a car, shot at pursuing police officers, and was himself killed in an auto crash at 100 miles per hour, which put four other people in the hospital. Number two, Gustavo Perez Arriaga, who shot and killed a police officer and has a similar record of catch and release, but 
I've changed my mind. I can't talk about this senseless violence anymore, so I will move on. To the rest of the story, I will say, though, that the Democrat politicians and cheap labor Republicans who pass laws which allow this mayhem to continue should perhaps be reminded of the faces of their victims. It would also be nice if the enabling sanctuary cities and sanctuary state politicians had to respond in damages to the victims and their families. Who would be opposed to border security? Apparently, a lot of people are opposed to it. Oh, they talk about it. They say the words border security, but they obviously don't mean what they say. Democrats are completely sold out to the new Democrat idea, open borders, thus building a permanent majority of voters in a permanent power base for them. I suppose it's the old adage, we might cause so much chaos that the country is reduced to rubble, but we will control the rubble. The Republicans, on the other hand, don't seem to want anything as pedestrian as power. They're completely sold out to the cheap labor, labor lobby that funds their campaigns. How many congressmen or senators do you have to own to get what you want? Do you have to buy 435 House members and 100 senators? No, you don't. You only have to buy a majority of the leadership, so it could be as cheap as two or three in each house, and the rest just follow along. What he could have said, what the president could have said, and what could he do that is not being done? He should hold all the victims up for the country to see, force the Democrats to own what they have done, and say these people would be alive today except for Democrat politicians. Chuck Schumer recently said, quote, Americans don't want a wall to be the symbol of America because the symbolism is bad for the country, for the economy, for our security, for our ability to get along in the world, end quote. The senator is dead wrong, absolutely dead wrong, and the president could have quickly pointed out to the lying hypocrisy of his words to say that Americans don't want the wall is an absolute lie because 63 million of them voted for Donald Trump primarily because he pledged to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. I wonder what the senator thinks the symbol of America should be. Perhaps the dead, maimed, and drug-addicted bodies that his policies have created. He won't spend a dollar to protect Americans, not a dollar. But he will spend whatever it takes to satisfy his friends in the Israeli lobby. He seems quite okay with their wall, which is working quite well. He did point out a little of their hypocrisy by showing they were in favor of a wall under Obama, but not under Trump. Now, for them, a wall would be immoral, but murder and mayhem is somehow not immoral. The Democrats are always very quick to show us the photogenic misfortunes of illegals anxious to cross the border into this country, but they're very reluctant to show or even mention the Americans killed by illegals that were admitted and protected by Democrat politicians. The president still will not mention or explain a remittance tax and how it would work to fund the wall, and in a sense, Mexico would be paying for it. There's this refusal by the president to propose a tax allows the Democrats to continually point out that he said he would make Mexico pay for it, and he cannot do that. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the wall is, quote, an immorality between countries. Then she added, it's not cost-effective, end quote. Well, if it's an immorality between countries, as the Speaker says, why isn't it an immorality between neighbors? 
Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Barack Obama all live behind very substantial walls. Well, good for them. It's an immorality for the rest of us, though. The not cost-effective line that she mentioned is ridiculous on its face and easily refuted, as the president was able to do. Once again, a wall is not an immorality for Israel or for Democrat politicians, just for us. What else could the president have said that he unfortunately did not say? He could have said that it is my duty to protect the American people, their way of life, including their right to a Republican form of government as well as their right to be free from invasion. Under the Constitution, it's my duty. In my opinion, those things are in grave danger. I'm therefore declaring a national emergency considering the critical state of exposure at our southern border, I'm ordering the United States military under its resources and manpower to begin construction of a security wall immediately and to devote whatever resources are required to complete that task. He could also have said, look, folks, I've got a question. I have a question for our Democrat friends. How many is enough? How many illegal immigrants will it take for you to say, okay, that's it? Will 10 million be enough, 20 million, 50 million, 100 million? How many, I wonder? Just so we will all know when you've had enough. We have laws in America which purport to decide who comes into this country and who does not. Those are laws duly passed by both houses of Congress, Democrat and Republican, and signed by the president. Executive orders to enforce such laws duly and lawfully passed by Congress are constitutional and therefore could lawfully be used to enforce immigration laws. There is one other solution I do not think the president proposed, but it is so sensible, so logical, so nonviolent, as well as cost-free, it should be enacted immediately. Welfare paid for by American citizens should be available for American citizens only. All tax-funded benefits should be immediately cut off for non-citizens. That would probably provoke self-deportation and de deter illegal entry. That and the tax on remittances sent back to home countries would be an important first step. The fact that this hasn't been done indicates that our politicians don't really want to solve the problem of illegal immigration. To the contrary, they want to make it worse. In conclusion, William Gaddis said, quote, you get justice in the next world. In this one, you have the law, end quote. I will add to Mr. Gaddis's quote by saying that without the law, you have neither law nor justice. The American people are going to have to decide if they want a rule of law in America or not. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, this is Darrell Castle. Thanks for listening.